Hi there, this is Terry, and thank you so much for listening to the Animation Industry Podcast. Today I'm chatting with stop motion director, animator, and fabricator Amber Padgett, who has an amazing story of how she got into the industry. We're going to dive deeper into it in the chat, but about six years ago she was working in a grocery store when she discovered she loved stop motion animation. She immediately started animating in the evenings and weekends until about six months later, she finally decided it was time to completely change her life in a different direction. At that point, she promptly quit her job, packed up her things and moved to LA. How she actually got her first animation gig is an even more interesting story, but I'm gonna let her explain that. So let's jump in. Hi, Amber, thanks so much for coming on the chat. How are you? I'm doing really well. Thank you for having me on. <laughs> yeah, and we uh, we are filming this outside. <laughs> it's a beautiful day where you are. I could uh, here it's lots of snow and whatever, so I'm inside. But uh, I guess if something like a search helicopter, which just went overhead, happens <laughs> during the chat, we'll just have to live with it. <laughs> totally normal. Yep. <laughs> I can offer you an orange cat also. <laughs> oh my gosh, what a cute, did that cat just come up to you? Yeah, she's actually my cat, so it's not as random as it might seem. Her name's Fig, like the fruit. Fig, oh, she's very cute. <laughs> um, well, let's jump, let's jump into the conversation. So I love chatting about stop motion, obviously, because uh, I'm a stop motion animator at heart, and discovering how other stop motion people carved out their careers, but uh, I just want to know what you've been working on lately. A bunch of different things. I tend to stay quite busy. So I have been working at a studio called Full Screen over the last month, and I was working as a painter on a, a Hot Wheels series. That was really fun. And then uh, Stupid Buddy. I've been working there pretty regularly since the summertime. And I'm out of breath because I was just moving and running around. Um, but yeah, I've been working at Stupid Buddy since the summertime, uh, working on a new series that'll be coming out soon, and it's really cool. So uh, yeah, it's been fun. Is, is it one of their newly announced series, or has it not been announced? Uh, I'm not sure if it's been announced yet. I haven't been on. So try me. What have they been announcing? Um, oh gosh, <laughs> I can't. <remember>. <laughs> <laughs> you, now you're trying me. Uh -oh. uh, I just read an article the other day about. Um, Oh my goodness! You know what? Let's let's skip over this. <laughs> I feel like I want to give you hints and see yeah. if you can guess it. <laughs> it's like little wooden people. Oh, okay, it's not that one. Uh, okay. Crossing swords. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was that. thinking. <laughs> it's a, it's another new one that's gonna be really cool and uh, yeah, I like a lot. Okay. So maybe maybe they haven't announced it yet. Okay. <laughs> um. Also, I'm curious. What is you said you're painting? What does that mean? Uh, well, I do a barrage of different things in the stop motion world. So uh, on the Hot Wheels job, I was a, the lead painter. And so it just means like painting all the miniatures and ah. doing all the detail stuff and mixing the colors and matching them, make sure they look good with the palette and uh, that the client's happy and all that. So nice. yeah, it's fun. Get into airbrushing and, you know, get real messy. That's the other side sure. of stop motion. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of the fun of it, though. Like half of the fun for me is like making and crafting stuff and then getting to animate it too. Yeah. Um, so let's backtrack a little bit. I know you were working at Trader Joe's before you got into stop motion. You didn't really have uh, kind of the traditional career path that some people take where they, you know, they study animation and get a degree in it and then do like the internships. So how did you make the leap from uh, being a grocer at Trader Joe's to working at Stupid Buddy? <laughs> uh, well, Let's see, conviction. <laughs> I had a, an idea of what I wanted to do and I loved my time at the grocery store, but I knew that it wasn't my long-term goal. So 
I got really into stop motion and decided that was my new path and uh, moved to LA and gosh, well, I guess, I mean, the story about how I actually got in was um, the knocking on the open the portal door. I don't know if you want to hear that one, but um, of course. I'll tell it. I had, <laughs> I had them on this. I had the people from Open the Portal on the studio too. Oh so yeah, they're this podcast too. So they're wonderful humans. So it was a dark and stormy day in Los Angeles, California, and uh, I had really tried to get into their studio, and they um, was they weren't really responding to my emails. <laughs> but uh, so I went over and just knocked on their door, and I didn't know how to get in, but I found their address online, and I don't know that I should be recommending this to everyone, but it was. <laughs> I think the rain on my head made uh, Jason take pity on me, and he let me in and said, oh. Wait, wait, wait. so you were working at a grocery store, and then one day you just decided to go over to their studio and knock on the door? <laughs> right, yeah. More how, how do you, how, where did you get the stop motion bug from? Uh, it started in, let's see, well, I used to be in a band, and that, uh, yeah, I just ended up challenging my abilities by taking a, a college class in uh, film editing so I just wanted to get better and yeah the woman was like kind of you know a, a decent teacher but she her, her the gift she gave me was the idea of working in stop motion she's like oh and if you want to do your project in stop motion you can do it and I was like, oh, you're kidding <laughs> like that sounds wonderful. So basically, I didn't do any of the other projects, and I just focused on uh, this really horrible video that might still be out there somewhere. Uh, I made a music video for I Want to Know What Love Is by Foreigner. Oh they gosh. probably don't know that, even though I did reach out in an email. <laughs> uh, and yeah, it was just so, I just fell into it and got so in love. I was, you know, calling in sick to work to <laughs> work on this really horrible video. Oh, wow. uh, and just found that it, kind of pulled in all of my strange little abilities that I've been creating over my lifetime that I couldn't really figure out where they fit, but it all came together for me in stop motion. I'm like, okay, I'm kind of neurotic. I'm good at details. Like, I have an amazing attention span. <laughs> and um, where, yeah. where does the band fit in? You mentioned you were in a band. Oh, yes. Um, to tie that back together is that I was in the band and we needed music videos. And so I was trying to, uh, you know, we didn't have any money, <laughs> believe it or not, as a musician. And so, yeah, I just took to making the videos myself. And it really, uh, yeah, it's for a little project called Sea of Bees uh, that's still playing, but uh, I'm not with her anymore. So, um, yeah, it's great. <laughs> Okay, so you're you're working at a grocery store. You're yeah. in a band. Your band yeah. needs a music video, and you're like, I'm gonna make this, but I want to <laughs> get better at making film. So I'm gonna take mm -hmm. a film course. Mm -hmm. And your teacher is like, Hey, try out stop motion. You can do it. So you do that, and then mm -hmm. discover that you love it. What was the decision that made you say, I want to completely change the course of my life? Like, <laughs> remember, do you remember if there was like a specific day or event where you're like, I'm going to jump into this super niche career path <laughs> and say goodbye to everything else? Gosh. Um, well, gosh, I just, I don't really remember a specific day that turned me into being an addict, but uh, I do remember when I decided I'd quit my job and that was when I knocked on the door at the studio and they let me in and gave me a little tour and teased me for just walking up and knocking on the door. And uh, then right when I left, I didn't even have an internship or anything. I just went over to the grocery store and quit after 10 years. 
<laughs> what? Okay, so what gave you the confidence to to do that? Just, just seeing. I knew it was time. I just, oh, wow. you know how sometimes things just really shock you and you're like, okay, this is it. And I'm prone to slower decision making in general, but uh, it just really felt right. And I knew that I had to dedicate every minute. So and how like, did, did you have regrets after that moment? Did you never. have a freak out <laughs> moment where you're like, what did I just do? Uh, no, I didn't. No. I don't did, think so. <laughs> how did everybody else in your life take it? Like, I'm assuming people were kind of shocked. Mm, no, because they knew that I've been working towards getting into a new path for a while and stop motion yeah. you know I've been taking little steps to to get into it and uh, yeah and it just became very clear that I, I I didn't need to I guess water down my time any longer and gotcha. instead just really make it more potent so mm-hmm. well I think that I think that's incredible and brave and amazing <laughs> <laughs> and obviously obviously it paid off so you went into a studio, you came out the next day, quit your job, and then what? Because you're kind of starting at ground zero. Well, not ground zero, but uh, like, how did you then <laughs> up your career to work at, you know, Stupid Buddies, which is one of the biggest stop motion studios around? <laughs> um, well, I just took it step by step. I, um, I know we had talked, I had started an accountability group, and that mm-hmm. was really useful to Um, keeping me organized and focused on the steps I needed to take to at least like aim my life towards what I wanted. And so, yeah, I just started making little goals, even if I didn't know that they would be productive. That was, okay, uh, I should make a business card. I haven't used hardly any of the business cards, but it was really important for me to sit down and focus on it and, you know, yeah, be able to have something cute that I was proud of and show myself that I was (laughs) making progress. Um, and then I started doing weekly animations around that same time, uh, where I would put something out on Instagram every week at uh, Wednesday at noon. Uh, and I was able to meet those goals. And so it kind of just, um, step by step, I, yeah, reached out to a bunch of friends. Instagram was really, really useful to me. I can't say that enough. And I've since given a million pep talks to everyone I meet in a bar. I'm like, let me tell you another thing. (laughs) (laughs) Here's your Instagram. You have it. Um, but yeah, that was very useful in just randomly reaching out to people that I liked and their work and commenting on it and, uh, meeting up with them in real life. Turns out that people on Instagram, even though they can kind of hide behind this website are actually real people and they're wonderful. (laughs) And so if you just ask them like, Hey, I would love to talk to you sometime or you're in LA, right? And yeah, that's how I met. Uh, a good friend of mine, Josiah Clements, and he's a director animator also. It's just through Instagram. We've had coffee. He got a job at Stupid Buddy, which he then couldn't fulfill uh, because he got a better project. And he's like, ah, oh, you want to take this thing? And I'm like, okay, I'll try. And it was, uh, yeah, I, I did a fine job, I guess. And they kept asking me back for a lot of their projects. So really, it's about knowing your people, <laughs> making yeah, your friends, you know. <laughs> I really like, uh, first of all, there's like cats going by in the background. <laughs> it's really cute. <laughs> but I, I really like how you decided to take small goals to, to build up towards something bigger. Because mm-hmm. I think for me, when I was making the switch, there was like this, like, my big goal was to get into the industry. But that seems so overwhelming that yeah. it's like, I don't know where to start. But like something where it's like, for me, it was like going to school as a first step. But for you, it's like a business card or reaching out to people. And and Instagram is also great for that. Most of the people that I have on this podcast, I reach out to on Instagram. It's mm-hmm. it's amazing for making connections. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
besides uh, reaching out to people on Instagram, you're also posting every single week on Wednesday. What impact did that have on building the career for you? Did that give you a portfolio to show off? Did, did that like give you followers that, you know, helped you with confidence or something? I, like, I don't know. What, how, <laughs> how else did that help you? Uh, yeah, it was great. So it um, helped me, yeah, absolutely having a portfolio that people are willing to look at because sometimes websites... I feel like are too complicated or you have to like remember the person's name or I don't know. <laughs> and you're, you know what I'm saying? That a lot of these people just meet at, you know, random little gatherings or I don't know, sitting next to on some project. And it's so easy to be like, Oh, what's your Instagram? Oh, cool. And then you just follow them real quick and, <clears throat> and they follow you perhaps. And you know, then maybe they completely forget about you, but, um, then your little animations pop up every week. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. That's, there's that girl. And then the next time there's a little project going on or they're having a cool little get-together, maybe they'll say, hey, if you feel like coming out, you should. And so, I mean, it's just about creating a, you know, a community, really. Um, and Instagram is sort of an easy, very accessible way that gives um, your friends reminders of you. <laughs> yeah, totally. I can also hear birds in the background. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you mentioned the accountability group. Where did you find, are these people also stop motion animators or were they all pursuing different creative paths or where did you find these people? Well, I have, there's been all kinds of people in these, uh, this group. So I started um, the group, gosh, I guess it's been two years ago now. Um, and it took a little bit of a hiatus, but then I was at a stupid buddy party recently and got all talking about it again <laughs> and we kind of reinvigorated it with some specifically stop motion people uh, and it's been really really helpful to just have someone ask you how your project is going you know and it to create the tiniest of goals we just get together and say oh hey so you said you were going to send that email did you send that email <laughs> And that's right. it. And for, for myself, I, I guess I kind of need that, that um, it, it's easy to put everything else uh, as priority or get overwhelmed with projects. But if you can sit down and look someone in the eye and say, you know, hey, all right. So you mentioned you were going to make the hands for your puppet. That's it. You were just going to make the hands. Did you get that done? And they go, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> so even if they don't get it done, they try harder because they know that Someone is going to ask them how they're doing. So. Nice. Mm -hmm. But where, it's great. Where, yeah. Where did you find these people originally? Are these, were these your friends? Um, yeah, a couple of friends. And there were a couple of friends of friends. And then, um, yeah, just kind of the word spreads. Oh, that's the garbage truck. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. It's, I, feel, I feel like I'm immersed in the beautiful sunny day where you are versus like the cold, dreary oh. winter. Right? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, God, the sun's really getting to me here in L.A. Oh, no. <laughs> Um, um, but uh, wait, what was your question? Let's see. Where did where did you find these people? Oh, like yeah, friends. Mm -hmm, mostly friends, and then uh, the stop motion community. I've really been fairly entwined with now over the last year. So I kind of just mention it to anyone who I feel like has a big project, but they're like, oh, I know, I just, it's so hard to work on it after work, you know? I'm like, no, you find your time. Let's see, exactly. what, what are you doing? What'd you do yesterday? Do you watch a TV show? Okay, that was 30 minutes. <laughs> you could have been working on your project. So, exactly. yeah, and it just kind of snowballs, you know? If you just do one thing, that makes the, the second thing easier. And yeah, I recommend awesome. it. It sounds like you're a very driven person. Um, how long have you been uh, animating professionally now? 
Um, well, I mainly do the fabrication professionally, but then um, animating and directing I've done over the last, I guess it's been six years now. So, mm-hmm, yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. It? <laughs> nice. I still love it. I, I, yeah, I don't think I'll ever give it up. <laughs> well, that's excellent. And thinking back, I guess, to when you first got hired at Stupid Buddies, um, when your friend couldn't take the job and recommended you, why do you think they ended up hiring you? Is it because you had that recommendation or did you have like a fully fleshed out portfolio at that point? Like what was the, we need, we need Amber on this project. <laughs> um, I would say it was probably 50, 50, the, the recommendation, the short notice. So I just happened to be free when they needed me. And then I was able to, I mean, they, they just, kind of extended me a little bit of trust. I had a phone call with them, but there wasn't a really massively thorough interview by any means. So, yeah, I mean, I hate to, <laughs> I, I hate to kind of break someone's idea of it being this really structured, great thing. If you have enough work and, you know, you really have a good resume, you're going to get in there and have a good shot at it. It's, I've really found that I've gotten most of my work without an interview and it's been through recommendation and then referral. So just having one friend that's like, hey, you want to take this one day for me? I'll be like, oh, sure, sure. And then, you know, just like being friendly and working hard and showing up on time and treating it like you really care about it. And um, then, they, then it just spreads. It's just a web. Well, it's, it sounds like the timing was also maybe perfect for you, but also that you made that commitment to pursue this mm -hmm. ended up there. I was also going to ask you, because you've worked at a couple other studios over the, over your time as an animator, um, but you kind of answered that about it's the recommendation. And, yeah. And mm -hmm. So yeah. I guess I guess what you could say is once you're kind of like in, it's kind of about just knowing people in the scene and when projects are coming up and, and making yourself available, I guess. Absolutely, yeah. So, I mean, the best advice I can give to someone trying to get into the industry is just to find your people. Find the people yeah. that you really like and that you, you know, appreciate their aesthetic and their way of working that you really connect with. And... Um, and stick with your buddies, help people out, <laughs> you know, yeah. if you can get them a job or, you know, we're all struggling. It's all, it's all hard to, you know, us being freelance, we pop around all over the place. You never, you know, sometimes I get three job offers for the same month and then sometimes I don't have anything. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> well, that's, that's when I get to spend time with my friends and, nice. you know, see what they're doing, help them out on their personal projects if I can, do my own stuff and, you know, just do the best, uh, do my best to immerse myself in this life I've chosen. So gotcha. My my past career in in like business and marketing, uh, it's more like you accept a job and you stay there for years, and then yeah. you make your life in the evenings and weekends while you're committed to like working the nine to five, 40 hours a week at this job. But I guess for you, it almost sounds like a whole complete lifestyle where your job and life are kind of very intertwined with who you know and when you're working on stuff are there long periods of time where you're not working and looking or you kind of said you take those as breaks <laughs> yeah uh honestly I, I feel very fortunate that it's gone very smoothly for me over the last um two years of working in this field in LA uh <clears throat> but there have been a few times where it almost seems like it just coincidentally 
lines up. I'm like, I'm going to New Zealand. That's it. <laughs> I want to do some animating out there. I want to, you know, just whatever it is. And then maybe I won't get very many calls at that point. And it's, it almost feels like that's how life is supposed to go. That it's just meant to be. That, um, yeah, that, <laughs> that life, you know, the workforce has given me this little break at the exact same time I had just planned a big trip. So I don't have to say no too many times because that's never good for, you know, your business yeah. or your soul. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't know. Hey, for instance, I've got a really neat opportunity right now. Um, so I have a bunch of work coming up June, July, and August. I had a, it was so hard to choose what to do. And, you know, I love all the people involved, but I had to, you know, choose one project. But then I didn't really have too much going on in the next two months. I'm like, wow, goodness. I guess I can just really commit to doing a lot of my own work. But then I got this really neat project um, offer that I'm going to be heading to Japan in the ne next two days. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, but it's uh, it's for painting specifically, and it's in the theme park in Japan, so not uh, not stop motion. But I'll take my stop motion skills out to there. And, oh, uh, interesting. But, yeah, it's just sort of cool how it just worked out. I'm like, this is so strange. Why have I not really had too many offers in the next couple months? But and then I got the email. Like, what are you doing next week? <laughs> oh my gosh! And this is from like a connection in stop motion. And this is actually through. Let's see. I've just done a lot of odd jobs, but it, uh, I had worked on a Star Wars theme park a little bit too. So it's all the kind of painting world, but it's uh, not specifically stop motion. <laughs> oh my gosh. So you're yeah. going to Japan to paint a theme park. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cool, huh? In two days. Wow. <laughs> well, thanks, thanks for doing this podcast in the meantime. Yeah, I'm really glad it worked out. I was like, oh gosh, because the tickets were still up in the air as to when we were leaving. I'm like, I hope it's after Saturday. <laughs> oh. So thinking back to your job at Trader Joe's versus where are you now, how does it feel? <laughs> um, I know this was really the right decision. And I think that um, I was so fortunate to have a job that would pay me steady and allow me to have as much time off as I needed and give me health insurance and um, support myself uh, and be flexible <laughs> with me constantly in my wild ways. Uh, but I'm, I know that this is what I should be doing. And yeah, I just say if, if you're stoked at your job, stay there. If you're not stoked, <laughs> then take any minute you have and any minute, even at Trader Joe's, I would spend my 10 minute breaks outside going on YouTube looking up stuff like stop motion that I loved or like different kinds of cameras or whatever people had to say about the industry I wanted to be in. And it was just those tiny moments that I think really helped me redirect like my whole life into what I wanted. Wow. So, mm -hmm. Did you, I mean, I mean, looking back where our conversation now, it sounds you were very confident that stop motion was your thing, Did you, but you didn't get into uh, you went to the film course not expecting to do stop motion. Right. Was there a feeling you felt like stop motion is my thing because this is the feeling I get when I'm working on it? Like, how did you know it was going to be stop motion versus like something else like photography or like live film or something like that? Hmm. I guess. I'm not sure that there was one moment, but I definitely had. Let's see. <clears throat> I think kind of like what I was saying before that I, I felt like it utilized a bunch of my different skills and um, so photography is one aspect of what I like to do but then I would miss out on crafting and you know using my hands and that type of thing and then I don't know it just seemed like it really grasped 
the things that I was better at. <laughs> and nice. so I'm like, okay, I'm just going to go ahead and follow that path a little bit. And, uh, it just kind of kept ramping up for me that things would fall into place. And nice. I try to take those little signs as the, you know, that I'm making good decisions. Were there, were there anything, any things that you look back on your journey that you could have done differently or have you learned from that you take forward with you now? Ooh, that's a good question. This is like uh, an interview. I know, gosh. Uh, <laughs> anything I did. I mean, I guess just doing it sooner. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be great. Like, um, so does that impact your decision making now that you're more like? Ooh, yeah, actually, that's uh, a good point. Absolutely. I was going to talk about one thing that I feel like, so I grew up super, super shy and really awkward and uncomfortable. I'm still kind of awkward and goofy, but I think it helped me learn how to survive being petrified. <laughs> so well, being totally scared, which is something I think as we get older, we tend to make our lives less scary. Um, you know, just by being more comfortable, you want to make sure you have health insurance, you know. Yeah. Some might say those are just wise decisions, but <laughs> but I've kind of found that it's important to stay stay scared and just like jump into the pool, you know? Yeah. That's something I regularly still practice, that when I see something that makes me uncomfortable, like, oh, I don't know what that food is. Cool, I'm going to order it. <laughs> or, I, you know, that no one wants to go ask that person what they're doing, you know, someone's painting, oh, no one wants to interrupt, I'm like, I'll do it, that's cool, I'll walk up, I'll, you know, and it's totally scary to me still, but I just learned how to just get right to it and not deliberate, and that helped, that's helped me a lot. Yeah, I love that you said that, because that's actually something that I've been thinking about as I reflect on my own journey lately, where when I feel comfortable, it feels comfortable, but I, yeah. I don't, push myself out of my comfort zone and I end up staying in the same place. So like the thing that's been going through my head is like make uncomfortable comfortable, I guess. Totally. So push myself to be uncomfortable and then naturally my brain just figures out how to make that situation comfortable. Mm -hmm. But then I need to keep pushing myself <laughs> further into yeah. uncomfortable situations to grow and learn. And and I love that you you kind of said that too. And, and you didn't just, you know, you brought into every aspect of your life, like <laughs> reaching out to people or like trying a different food. And mm -hmm. it's just, it more, sounds more exciting. <laughs> it's hard. Like going to parties and stuff. I still have that where it can be people I know. And I'm sitting in my truck, like before I go in, I'm like, okay, all right, it's fine. Just go in there. You got this. You got this. Just go in and say hi. And you know, like showing up to a party by yourself or people, maybe you don't know anybody. You just have to do it. You just yeah. don't think about it. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And I, I think a lot of people don't take that step because that fear, mm -hmm. you know, just keeps them not doing those things. And then they miss out on those opportunities, I guess. I know. Yeah. <laughs> so um, what is it like being a stop motion animator now? I know you said you do a lot of puppet uh, fabrication and painting and animation. Mm -hmm. Is there like a, I don't know, what's your specialty in, in all of these things? Um, well, let's see. I think that my personal specialty is the outdoor animation. That's something that I love the most. And um, although I don't tend to be as much of a puppet animator, um, I found my love in like rocks and sticks. <laughs> yeah. And, and chainsaws, apparently. But um, rocks and sticks, yes. So I, yeah, I think that that's really my thing. I love being outside. I love just nature and I love the unpredictability of what you're going to get in that, <laughs> in that yeah. format and 
uh, yeah, it's great. <laughs> um, well, I love that we're, you're doing this outside and that there's somebody with a chainsaw <laughs> working in the background. What, what is outdoor animation from your perspective? Because, uh, like, are you working on puppets or like, you're animating rocks and sticks? Like, what, it, what is outdoor animation to you? Just anything outdoors? <laughs> I guess so. I kind of look at it as a... I started calling it adventure animating because <laughs> that sounds so fun. It's it's just getting outside, looking at what already exists, and then imagining what you'd like to see exist. So, um, yeah, just the beauty and the wild cloud movement and, you know, all the different aspects of what nature makes. Uh, I don't know. It's, uh, yeah, I just love it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's see. Can, talk about that? can you give an example of uh, an outdoor animation maybe that you were really happy with? Ah, um, yeah, I've been working with clay a lot on um, just nature scapes. So that's been actually kind of like, you know, a little brick walls or whatnot. And I've been trying to do more animating with just taking clay and putting it on the walls and then, um, you know, having little faces pop up or whatever. But it basically starts with just staring at a wall. Like, yeah. oh, wow, does that kind of look like a nose? How strange. Wouldn't that be cool if it blinked? And, uh, yeah, so that's that's been a, kind of my most recent uh, thrill, I would say, with the outdoor world. But also I've just uh, really appreciated a lot of the more abstract animation, and that would be, yeah, with rocks or sand or water. Um, and I would say one of the bigger... <laughs> uh, one of the... Um, animations that I did for Instagram that was most impactful, it seemed, to the uh, people around me, my friends, was one that was, all it was was sand at the beach, and it was my shadow, and then I had it look like my finger drew a little line in the sand, but it was yeah. actually because, it's kind of hard to explain, but I had a friend help me who had a stick right next to me out of camera, and I would point to a spot with my shadow and then he would drag the stick just like a little bit at a time. And so the ending thing was this swoop. Um, it's such a simple idea, but a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, like, how did you do that? Or what? <laughs> and I don't know, I guess it just sort of struck me that it's the magic that people are excited about. They don't understand. They see sand, which they understand. They see the shadow, which they understand, but then don't understand how they interact. So, yeah, it's almost like this childlike connection to it I think yeah I I really appreciate what you do because um specifically stop motion has a very like a sense of needing to control everything like when you're in the mm -hmm. studio you're like super controlling the there's no outside light sources your lights are hooked up to like a monitor that keeps mm -hmm. the electricity flowing <laughs> of like um consistently like everything is completely controlled with stop motion and then when you're outside like you can't control anything. I know. Um, but but also like I've I've had this chat with a couple other guests. Um, part of what I'm trying to figure out with stop motion specifically is CG can replicate stop motion so well. I've seen people even create algorithms that like have a fingerprint boiling on like a clay model in CG, so it looks like plasticine being animated, even though it's completely CG and you can't tell the difference between stop motion. So then my mind is like what's the point of pursuing stop motion as a art medium when the audience can't tell the difference when CG can replicate it cheaper, faster, better, et cetera. So I love that 
what you're doing really can't be replicated at all by any other art medium like CG or whatever. <laughs> so wh I don't know. What's your take on all this? Like, because you also work in a professional studio that is highly controlled, mm -hmm. but then you, for your personal work, you're doing outside stuff. So wh where's your mind at between, I guess, everything I just said with the control <laughs> and the CG and et cetera? Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> let's see how I want to answer that. I guess, hmm. Well, you can't use an algorithm to make a human heart. <laughs> so, uh -huh. you know, and that's what we put into it. That although computers can make things that can trick people to thinking that they're real, it's, it's just not real. And so I, I think that's also why the behind the scenes footage is so um, thrilling and why in more and more studios that I work at, they're putting more attention into getting more of the behind the scenes footage because mm. people want to see how it's made and then they can rewatch what they had just watched and go like, no way. Wow. That's crazy. So, um, yeah, I think that having that kind of organic part of it is Hi. <laughs> my neighbor, Nancy. Hi, Nancy. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I think that, uh, especially the way that stop motion, uh, has been going where they're, it seems that studios are wanting things to look more and more human and more touched and more um, kind of rough almost. Um, that's been my experience anyway. Uh, I think that having, um, let's see, we'll just kind of continue down that path that there'll be more and more nature included in uh, in this the future of stop motion that we want to have a I don't know. Yeah. Well, I'm got a little distracted there. Pardon me. <laughs> um, oh, mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I like that. I was going to ask you if you see more outdoor stuff or more, I guess, like natural chaos in stop motion, because on one aspect of or one side of the spectrum, you have Leica pushing the technological boundaries of stop right. motion to make it seemingly like incredibly perfect. And then on the other hand, you're doing stuff where it's like, you know, the lights, the lighting, whatever happens, happens, and you're creating a story to tell in this, in this, like, outdoor chaos environment. Mm -hmm. I think it's really cool. One thing I was going to ask you, yeah, um, sorry, I'm, like, tripping over my own thoughts, was I don't see a lot of, I guess, outdoor animation in professional stop motion. I, I know I've seen it in some commercials, and, like, I see it a lot on YouTube and, like, um, Instagram for, like, people's personal uh, work, but I haven't seen it in uh, like TV or movies or anything. So you say that you actually think that it's going to get more towards that. I I would like to think so. It's definitely what I love. So and I'm getting more into it. But I can I can definitely see that. I think that especially right now with nature kind of being attacked in a lot of ways, like just oh, yeah. in our country and stuff. I feel that uh, people are kind of having a rejuvenated. Um, feeling of wanting to take care of nature and see more of it and that maybe in the future we will be kind of guiding stop motion in that direction just for the sake of it I mean I guess everything comes into fashion at some point and and with stop motion uh, people are just experimenting with it so much right now and I, it's, it's so cool to see so who knows what's going to happen but it's hard for me to say if it'll actually become some big mainstream thing because it's a pain in the butt oh my gosh it's so hard <laughs> like 
I don't know why I would take the most challenging form of animation, in my opinion, and then add like, okay, let's put, you know, time lapse into it also. So now you're not just animating, you're also animating on a schedule where you can, you know, you're like, okay, you've got 45 seconds to make that motion. <laughs> like, that's hard. And if you screw, or it just starts raining. Like, okay, great. I've just set up my, my shop for, you know, an hour or something. And you know, I've been looking for this perfect background and, you know, dragged all my camera gear out and then it just starts raining. Like, okay, well, <laughs> next time. Oh so, yeah, well, I was going to ask you what are some of the extra complications, but it sounds like. <laughs> oh, it's unlimited complications. That's what I love about it too, is, you know, for instance, people walking by, That's that's been a really hard thing to to deal with the passerbys of I'm standing there and animating on some beach in the middle of nowhere and then someone comes up like hey what are you doing I'm like there's literally like clouds moving behind my camera right now and so learning to talk to someone while animating <laughs> and then being careful that the tripod doesn't sink into the sand in a weird way and the I don't know yeah it's just unlimited challenges <laughs> or the, so, the damn seagulls boy they're the worst <laughs> oh no wow yeah, that's a lot of stuff I don't think about because when I see something <laughs> like your sand one, I'm just like, oh, she set up a tripod and like took, I don't know, an hour. To, and, you, and meanwhile, there's people coming up to you asking. Yeah, it's <laughs> in your shot. Um, <laughs> so what is a successful uh, final product for you when you're shooting out with something outdoors? Like uh, how do I know someone else will like it or if I'll like it? <laughs> Period. And okay. Either or. Like what? what is success for you? Uh, ooh. I guess it's just the feeling of when I am done. I'm like, oh, I can't wait to watch that. Because <laughs> <laughs> I usually, I do a lot of it without a monitor. So I just do kind of freeform animating. And then, yeah, so I have no idea what it actually looks like. Uh, but there is that feeling of, it feels like Christmas, kind of. <laughs> We're like, ooh, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? <laughs> and then I get to watch back. And, you know, if it goes smoothly and nothing, you know, the camera didn't, fall sideways an inch or you know whatever then I take it as a success so keep your standards low that's what I suggest <laughs> <laughs> I get that it's it's the exciting feeling of not knowing what you created and then what it could what could happen yeah. um do you get uh I guess you you mentioned if other people like it too do you hope that like what is your hope when other people see it um that it'll make them want to try it also yeah <laughs> So if I can just kind of inspire people to, you know, just use your dumb phone, set it up and, you know, just try something out, just explore and be creative. You know, it's so easy to, I think, sit and just take in information all the time. You know, it's like books and TV and, you know, which is all wonderful. It's great for inspiration, too. But I think it's important just to, like, touch things and interact with the world and, um Use whatever tools you have. I know a lot of people are, you know, a common thing I hear is, oh, well, I need to get Dragon Frame first, or I need to get a good camera, or I need, you don't need crap. You could do it with, like, you know, a disposable camera. <laughs> It'd be really short, but, <laughs> you know, you don't need anything. So That's just, your next just project get out now. there. <laughs> yeah, disposable. <laughs> actually, I've been really into Super 8, has been my. That'd be really cool, actually. Film. Yeah, and that's another, uh, you know, compounding the challenge is uh, of stop motion and outdoors and then using film. <laughs> yeah. it's, uh, but I love it. It's uh, definitely my love right now, specifically is uh, Super 8. 
Nice. I only tried outdoor animation once, and it was for a very short segment of a snail going by on the gravel, and I step on it. And I was like, this is this is too much, like, I guess, chaos for me to handle. <laughs> so I've only... <laughs> I love that you've taken, like, a, an art medium that's traditionally, like, everything is so, like, perfectly set up and controlled to create exactly what you want, and you've just, like, taken all of that away. <laughs> Yeah. And also that you're like interacting and getting outside with nature because like when I'm animating I'm in a dark room in like a studio like I don't go out I don't see sunlight for like yeah. 10 hours at a time mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> And that's really cool too because you can experiment in different ways when you've got a controlled environment but um, yeah with nature I really feel like I'm collaborating all the time (laughs) so so okay so you're professionally animating in one aspect you're taking like jobs that are related to your stop motion like going to japan and you're doing this outdoor thing what is what is like do you have an ultimate goal or like a next level you're trying to get to or or like what is that for you is it just living in the moment i don't know (laughs) uh i would say i want to continue my outdoor work I'd, i'd like to um I definitely see myself doing some more music videos coming up because I like that format a lot of just a a few minutes, uh, you know, having that boundary is nice, but I would like to focus on doing some more abstract animation out in nature and hopefully, uh, start doing the the festival circuit over the next year. So yeah, it'll, that'll be a big goal for me. And so I've got all my little steps I'm starting out with. So, (laughs) and I definitely want to uh, participate in using super eight for that. So Mm-hmm. That sounds really cool. I can't wait to see, uh, you know, your Oscar-winning <laughs> outdoor stop motion. Forty-five-second uh, film. 45 yeah. Second. <laughs> is there? Um, well, uh, this just came to my mind. Is there for the animation festival circuit? Is there a format for super short, like forty-five-second stuff? Um, or are you featuring something much longer? Oh no, I, I definitely longer than that. Yeah. I, I'll probably get up into the. I don't know, the seven to 10 minute range seems pretty manageable. So uh, we'll see. You know, and the cool part too is combining it with time lapse. You can have a little a little lead in of, <laughs> you know, 10, 10 seconds of clouds moving before the actual animation starts. So maybe I can milk it a little. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sweet. Well, um, I'm just thinking maybe to wrap up our chat, is there any advice that you give to somebody else who's who's uh, kind of on the edge of pursuing maybe stop motion or something else that they've been thinking about for a while and, and they're thinking about your story and hearing your chat? What would you tell them? Just be brave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> be reckless. Like, just jump in. Do your best. And, and just be a nice person, too. <laughs> like, if you can just manage to, you know... Try to relate to the people around you and you never know who you're going to be sitting next to. Maybe they're having a hard day and maybe they need a pep talk. And um, I don't know. That's You can have all the success in the world, but if you don't have your friends around you, it's like it doesn't really matter. <laughs> right. Did you did you ever have a backup plan? Nah. <laughs> nah. No. <laughs> I mean, I know I'd be okay. I got all kinds of weird skills. I can make money if I need to. Nice. But no, I mean, no. Nah. And who knows how long this will last. Maybe I'll take this into a totally abstract realm that will look nothing like stop motion in the future. Who knows? But, but yeah, for now, I feel like I'm on the right path and then just want to help as many people kind of find what they want to do also. I love that. That's nice. Is there anything else that you'd like to talk about or share? Um, 
I don't know. It's just like, thanks for doing this. This is really cool. I love listening to your podcast. And, oh, thank you. you. Know, for those like long days in the studio, it's really great to hear the pep talks and the, everyone else's stories. And I you know, I really like yeah. your format. So, <laughs> Oh my gosh, thank you so much. Well, I love doing this. And um, I feel very fortunate that I get to talk to so many people because <laughs> I remember when I was just working away at my job, I was just in my own head of mm-hmm. my dreams and stuff. And Working on this podcast has kind of really helped me open up and and find more confidence to pursue things that I want to. And mm-hmm. hearing stories like yours are for me like I I hold them like like I remember everybody's story of how they got there <laughs> because I it's so important for me to know that other people are pursuing things that are passionate to them and yeah. that I can too. So that's right. And yeah. you're creating a community. You know, you're creating yeah, really, this community yeah. of people from all over the world now. You know, people who listen and then people you talk to and. And that's what the modern community is, you know, through Skype and Instagram and <laughs> all this. So. Something something that's kind of been on my mind is how I can take this podcast to the next level with community. Because um, I think it's awesome that I get to talk to people, but I would love to somehow, you know, everybody that's been on this podcast can like talk to each other or people who yeah. are listening. Like, I don't know how or what it is, but uh so, something has, I, I'm trying to think of, so if you have any ideas. I didn't even do that. That's a good idea. Let's see. Yeah. One, one person mentioned a round table where maybe multiple people come on and discuss a topic. I, I don't know how that's going to work logistically. Um, because I'll fly out to schedules. where you're at. I love Canada. Yeah. All right. <laughs> you can come to my apartment and we can that's all great. make tea. and. <laughs> I'm sold. Yeah, and if you're listening, if you have any ideas, uh, I'd love to hear them. Also, <laughs> well, how do people do that? Do you have them email you, or do they hit you up on Instagram or any YouTube comments? Or I don't know. I mean, people email me with comments, with suggestions sometimes, or just comments. Um, but I'm trying to think about how to create. Like maybe there's a Facebook group or something, a community where people can discuss. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'll just try a couple things and see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Call on your sources. They'll help you figure it out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well, is there anything anything else you'd like to share? I don't know. I think that's it. Let's see. If I think of anything, I'll leave it in the comments. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, thank you so much for uh, joining me on the chat, Amber. It's been lovely chatting, and I'm so happy we did this outdoors, too, with all the fun <laughs> Fun things that happened. It's gonna be an editing nightmare. I'm sorry. I'm not gonna edit any of it. So. Oh, no. Ah, <laughs> oh, well, thanks so much, Terry. This is a super rad. I hope you come out to LA and come visit. I'll give you a tour of all the studios I can possibly squeeze you into. <laughs> okay, I would absolutely love that. I'm gonna have to make a trip down soon. Um, great. And if you're listening and you'd like to follow Amber's work or get in touch with her, you can do so by checking out her Instagram or her website, which are both by the name Heavy Sweater Productions. And I'll include both those links in the description of this chat. And that's all for now. Thank you so much for listening. Okay, bye.